The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Thank Godzilla. It's Friday. It's Friday. And that means, wait for it, it's Godzilla. My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. I write for The Rap. I write for Slash Film. Everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I, too, write for Slash Film. I, too, am a critic. And uh, we have a, a the first Roman numeral in yes. Godzilla history this week. Yes. We finally... But it's not a sequel. <laughs> no, it's a lie. It's well, all... it, it is a sequel, but not to the one that it's numerating. Yeah, so we're we're knee-deep in the Heisei era, which was a complete reboot of mm. the Showa era. Even though some of the same monsters have been appearing, they're not the same versions of those monsters, not even Godzilla itself. Uh, but there was a film called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, Yes. And they decided to do a Mechagodzilla film in the Heisei era. And when it came to America, they decided to call it Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Because they don't care about things. That's the only explanation I can think of. It's not called Part 2. No. It is not an extension. It is just... The second time this happened. Mark 2. It's mm-hmm. another film with the same title, which I wish they would do more often. Mm-hmm. There's three films called Halloween. Yeah, that'd there's be two nice films to have called some... Halloween Two. Like it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, you... Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla Two. Mm-hmm. Although in the original Japanese they didn't do that. No. It's just called Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla in the original yeah. Japanese. That's true. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we, we b- boy is Mechagodzilla back, and Mechagodzilla is different. We this is not the this same is, Mechagodzilla yeah. we saw before, who was a creation of aliens Mm -hmm. that were going to destroy the earth and had to fight off earth's greatest protector, Godzilla, uh, on his own terms by creating their own version. Giant giant Godzilla Godzilla. robot. I need to turn a fan on in here because I accidentally turned it off instead of on low. So you're going to hear a clicking uh, noise and maybe a, (laughs) but yeah, the, uh, the Mecha Godzilla this time around is a human creation. And in fact was built out of the remnants. And this is a sequel to, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, because in that film, uh, they went into the future and used future technology to soup up King Ghidorah to fight off Godzilla. Which was cool. Which was cool. And that's a great idea. I mean, if you got a Godzilla problem, easy way, straightforward way to do it is... Take the corpse of his enemies, turn them into a cyborg, not just a cyborg, but a mecha cyborg that a human can sit inside of and control all awesome-like, like you're in Gundam or some shit. Yeah, they they took the future technology mm. used to make Mecha King Ghidorah to make a full bore only machine Mecha Godzilla. Mm. There's no organic components in this one. Yeah, and I appreciate they did do something uh, to justify uh, the title mm. in this movie, uh, and that is hold on, I wrote it down. I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> da, 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 got some notes. Mm. Okay, so uh, in this movie, we're introduced to the Counter-G Bureau, the Counter-Godzilla Bureau, and also G-Force, which is like a group of trained soldiers, pilots, whatever, people whose specific responsibility it is to fight off Godzilla when Godzilla shows up, as he often does. In the opening scene, it's like this big shot of uh, Mecha Ghidorah's head. Yeah. And then a bunch of humans show up and say, like, we finally have the technology we need to destroy Godzilla. And then we cut to, uh, they have created the first machine from this technology is called Garuda. Mm-hmm. And that is, and it's not, a, and that's, it's a that's, tank. that's not a mecha, it's a flying tank. It's yeah. not unlike the Super X or the Super X2, but it looks a lot cooler. It's got like turrets and shit. It's, it's way more cool. It's like a toy. <laughs> but there, the, there's, there's a definite toyetic mm-hmm. uh, quality oh, to the yeah. Heisei era. Like oh, they, yeah. they have a really sharp eye on marketing. And also, like, there's so much more, like, popular media, popular culture has changed a lot. And the types of things that were popular 
were, you know, stuff like, there were bigger things like Kamen Rider and My Boy from Power Rangers was entering the consciousness around this time. Yeah. And yeah. so this sort of, sort of mecha enthused, in fact, there's actually, there was original, apparently there was originally an idea that this version of Mecha Godzilla would be a bunch of tanks and jets joining forces and yeah. turning into like a Voltron type Mecha Godzilla. Mm -hmm. That was abandoned, although apparently if you look at the original Japanese poster, that's kind of that design. Yeah. It's a little different. But um, they say the uh, Garuda, which will be important later, uh, was the first machine. And Mecha King Ghidorah was turned into Mecha Godzilla is the second machine. So technically, Mecha Godzilla is a two. It's, it's, the, it's the second wave. The anti-Godzilla machine countermeasure two. Mark II. Yes. Which so it's, kinda... so it's, not, it's not a film called Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla Part mm -hmm. Two. Yeah. It is Godzilla... Versus a machine called Mechagodzilla Two, kinda. That's like it's like RoboCop Two. I, I, it's not RoboCop the movie Two. It's RoboCop Two the movie. Yeah, there actually is a character in RoboCop Two called RoboCop Two because mm. they come up with a different version that they think will be easier to control, and it turns yeah, out they, it's way worse. They, yeah, they, because they careful they implant a brain of a drug addicted criminal lord. Yeah, I don't know why they it's thought like, that like was constantly a good fiending for drugs. Well, that that is a great. Yeah. That's a great movie. <laughs> the, the the design of RoboCop 2 uh -huh. is fucking awesome and people do not talk about it enough. It's created <laughs> mostly in stop motion. Yeah, yeah. And the final fight in that movie between RoboCop and RoboCop 2, a lot of which is stop motion and they like fall out of buildings and mm. shit, is one of the great superhero fights. It's yeah, actually that, really cool. It ends when RoboCop literally pulls out RoboCop 2's brain and yeah. smashes it with his Fist. It's oh, great. So cool. RoboCop 2 is okay. I grant you it's not as good as RoboCop 1. Few mm. movies are, by the way. RoboCop 2 is pretty fucking cool. Mm. It doesn't get enough credit. It's it's everyone says, oh, it's trying to be funny, but its sense of humor is despicable. It's, it's, it's really, mean. It's also gross. There's a lot of gore in that movie. Yeah, it's not like it's not like RoboCop 3 they made for kids. Yeah, it's a PG-13 rated film. Robocop yeah. 3, they were like, oh no, we've created like a character who is so toyetic that obviously we'd want to sell these action figures mm. to kids, but the movies are completely inappropriate for kids. We need to come up with more child-friendly Robocop. So they introduce like a kid super hacker who like hacks into Ed 209 and makes it into their pet. Robocop doesn't show up in Robocop 3 until like 30 minutes into that movie. Yeah, I know uh, one of the deals was they... Uh... Was Nancy Allen? <laughs> No, no, the, oh. it, Peter Weller doesn't play RoboCop mm. in that movie. I forgot the name of the actor they got. Oh, it's uh, Robert know, John Burke. Robert John Burke. I know part of yeah. the deal was they they didn't have the money to build a suit for a new actor, so a big reason why they hired that guy was because he had the, the same bodily measurements as Peter Weller did in the last the movie. Suit. He fit the suit okay. And so he's fine, him. by the way. He's not, That movie is not his fault. He's, no, he's no, no he's Peter fine. Weller, yeah. but he's fine. Uh, and also, I think Nancy Allen said, I'm only coming back if you kill me off. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, of course, we're going to talk about RoboCop, but um, we should start a RoboCop podcast. Every RoboCop. Well, we could get through pretty fast. We've already actually. done a cancel too soon on the RoboCop TV series. Uh, the we live just action. Go and, one, yeah. yeah, we just go in deeper yeah. detail, I suppose. That's true. Anyway, RoboCop kicks ass. But um, so yeah, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Godzilla is still out there. You recall, he just sort of walked off mm -hmm. and it was just like, ah, I'm sick of it always. I'll be back. And he just left, and, and everyone's uh, like, oh, okay, um, well, I guess we'll deal with that later. And uh, wouldn't you know it, there's an egg. There's yes. a, a creepy egg, and it's not a Mothra egg. It's no. definitely not, not a Mothra no, egg. No, we already, we already did the Mothra thing. No, there is... Uh, so we meet, initially, we meet some of the people behind, like, G-Force and, uh, mm. uh, you know... It, the oh the the psychic lady is yeah, in G Force now. Miki is still there. Miki yeah. is now a member of G Force and actually gets more to do in this movie, which I appreciate. Um, there's a guy who was part of the Garuda project, and he's kind of bummed that all of his research and all of his work has been shoved aside because Mecha Godzilla was created. And there's like oh it's a piece of junk now. I'm like this is like the second most high tech thing on the planet, and it's junk to you, and plus, that pisses him plus off. Later in the movie, it's revealed that the two can link up and turn into like a super mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it actually so. is pretty cool. And then there's another guy and he's kind of, he's not a doofus, but he's just more of like an, uh, an everyman kind of dude. And they make a really big deal early in the film when they interview him. And it's like, 
All right, it says here you went to college, you got pretty good grades. Under hobbies, it says you like pteranodons. And he's like, yeah, I love pteranodons. This is not a pteranodon school. You get out of my office now. And, and Next wouldn't, scene, wouldn't pteranodons. Wouldn't you know it, it's a pteranodon. Uh, Rodan is back. Yay! Uh, and, About and, time. And this is uh, a Rodan that was also created with radiation. This is a mm-hmm. new kind of... In Rodan, in mm-hmm. Rodan's own movie, Rodan just was sort of a giant bird that lived underground. Just an ancient monster. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you upset Rodan because you're upsetting its babies. Uh, basically. So that's, that, yeah. that's, that's the conceit they took from this, because yeah. we have Rodan, we have a giant egg. Yeah. Well, we've established that uh, the monsters in the Heisei era were norm. They weren't like some kind of weird mutation that came out of nowhere. They were normal monsters of some kind, normal creatures of some kind, mm. maybe from the future, maybe from another planet, but mostly dinosaurs. They, they had a starting point and then mutated. Yeah, they're, it's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. They started somewhere. And so Godzilla was, and we finally get a name for his version of a dinosaur, a Godzillasaur. They didn't they say that in I don't think they Godzilla ex- versus King Ghidorah I don't think they when they said saw it. the like the the dinosaur when they went back in time to the forties did they explicitly call it a Godzillasaurus I I think that maybe not but I think yeah. this is the one where they call it a Godzillasaurus okay. but in any case that is official by now if it wasn't before um, and uh, Rodan was a pteranodon who was apparently I guess still kicking around mm. and got uh, uh, soaked up a lot of radiation and because of that this time and I don't think he could do this last time. He has it's fire good. breath. He has like laser breath. He didn't used yeah, to have that before. And also like glitter powers. Like yeah, those, those are both glitter new. in these Heisei movies. Uh, which is fine. I actually like sure. that aesthetic. Uh, you once pointed out that uh, in a lot of action pictures, mm. um, just from all around the world, from mm. like the, the late 1980s, mm-hmm. explosions looked different. Yeah, there were a lot more sparks. Just yeah, things they, they, had, they had like fireworks on set to, to achieve mm. some of those effects. And it just made it look neat. It, was, it wasn't realistic, but I don't care. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't want a, an explosion to look realistic. I want it to look like an action movie. I want so, it to uh, look cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's an and action those, movie. It's and the, yeah, the, the, only... the sparking kind of explosions <clears throat> I thought looked really neat. And I feel like that was what they did to make the monsters look more dynamic, but yeah. give it like a lot of more 3D space to these uh, miniature sets they're shooting on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Rodan can fly <clears throat> over areas and like sprinkle it with mm. uh, sort of this poison powder that gets yeah. in like Godzilla's eyes. Yeah. It's also because it flies like at like ultrasonic speeds. Speed. Yeah. Every time it flies, stuff explodes behind it. Mm. And that's fucking cool yeah, yeah i think we can all agree that's pretty badass can we can we all agree on this and, and i like the design of rodan because rodan in mm. the earlier movies uh it was only sometimes an actor and mm-hmm. the actor had to stand up right with their yeah. arms out kind like, of outstretched like, hold, kind of awkward up like, wings and kind of flap them around kind of like bit. that scene in batman little, returns where it's like Shing! yeah, yeah like, it, but he's like that always but they but they gave rodan like little short legs so the actor couldn't like walk really well it was a yeah. very awkward suit yeah um there's something charming about that but yeah uh it, it didn't look like a threatening monster. Yeah, and in this movie, he's explicitly either a marionette or if it's like a close-up of his head, it's like a hand puppet. It's like a puppet, yeah. Yeah, and, which is fine. Apparently, and, and they, the Rodan... they made it like a lot more sleek and a little mm-hmm. bit more like a pteranodon. It looks fucking cool. Apparently, the actual marionette, whatever they had, was mm-hmm. uh, didn't work that great. Like it didn't, it couldn't, it could fly around, but it didn't move didn't. the way they wanted it to, and it didn't land good. So, mm-hmm. kind of created problems on the set. But, but what g- are you given do? the the monster effects we've seen up to this point mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to forgive a lot you know that it sure. can't that it can't land in a dynamic way it doesn't bother me no, no, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be too harsh about this so a bunch of scientists go to this island where there are some pteranodon eggs <clears throat> and one of them hatches and it's rodan they take another oh and godzilla immediately shows up like oh i heard another monster was in town i'm here to kick its ass yeah by the way apparently this is the godzilla movie with the most godzilla in it like most like, Godzilla screen time. For, for percentage-wise, based on its length, and it's actually pretty long for a Godzilla movie. It's like... It's like 107 minutes, which yeah, is epic as these things go. Yeah, pretty... pretty Honestly, a little longer than it needs to be, but it's fine. Um, Godzilla immediately shows up, and there's a huge Godzilla Rodan fight, and yes, mm. awesome, get us going, get us started. The scientists decide to take the other Pteranodon egg back mm. to Japan with them. To study it. To study it. And uh, the uh, guy from G-Force who's just shows up because he likes pteranodons. And he's like, I decided to take pictures of the pteranodons. I know, I accidentally stole some samples. This will be important later. The egg 
hatches. And it is not a ter- it's not a pteranodon, it's not a Rodan. No, no, no. You think it's gonna be a Rodan? They did another Godzilla switcheroo where you're expecting one monster and you get another. It's a fucking baby Godzilla. It's baby Godzilla. <laughs> God, which is not Manila. No, it's they specifically it's the didn't Heisei, want to do it. Uh, it's the Heisei version of Manila. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a human sized Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They just have an actor in a suit standing next to other actors. It's mm-hmm. you know about five six feet tall it's a better looking suit than the old one the old one just looked kind of lumpy uh it, it's a better looking suit uh and it they made it look a little bit more like an animal like a little yeah. bit more like a godzilla where you know mini mini was like they changed its face and they yeah. had it standing upright and just it didn't didn't ever look right yeah uh and this is also a very gentle, placid, plant-eating version of Godzilla. Even though it it's has not giant carnivorous canine teeth. You, look, you know, Elmo's eyes are on the top of his head, which means he's an ambush animal like an alligator. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to... He's meant to hide under the water and leap out. I'm not going to complain about fantasy creature design and the way it fits in on the evolutionary scale. Look, I'm I'm not talking about anything specific. I'm just saying, if you show me a a, a fictional creature with giant razor teeth Mm. and you tell me it eats plants, my first thought is... Probably not. No, I well, don't buy I, it. Do you remember that film, Reign of Fire, the dragon? I do the post-apocalypse dragon movie? Yeah. Completely fucking stupid mm-hmm. movie and very, very enjoyable. Very. Maybe uh, Matthew McConaughey's best performance. Matthew McConaughey is great. Uh, Christian Bale yeah. never undersells anything. Yeah. Uh, and the conceit of that is the dragons are ev- they're biological creatures. They're mm-hmm. not magical. Yeah, and they're ancient and, uh, and they're like uncovered by yeah. like people digging up stuff. And, and, yeah. they, and they can breathe fire. They have natural napalm, they say. Like these yeah. weird chemical glands in their mouths. Uh, and w- why is that evolutionarily mm-hmm. important? Yeah. Like, do they fend off attackers? No, they're gigantic. <laughs> they're clearly at the top of the food chain. They're yeah. these gigantic monsters. So it's explained that they eat ashes. Yeah, they burn they, they things burn and then they filter and the then ash. suck up the ash. Yeah. Why do they have big mouth teeth? They, if they eat ash, they don't need to chew anything. Well, those are vestigial. You would think that they would have like a fire mm. hose on their head and then like a little vacuum sucker right. mouth of some kind. Well, I, it, that's interesting to me because obviously they're just trying to make dragons they're trying to, work. I, I under, they're but trying, that's the point. They're but, just trying to but the have is, dragons in the movie and the thing is, is that they actually they actually did that already. There's this incredible children's book that came out in like the late seventies, early eighties, mm. called Flight of Dragons. Yeah, you, you've talked about this. I haven't I, seen it. I before. love this book. The book is book is doesn't even have a story. The book is uh, uh, like this beautifully illustrated thing, and just someone who was like I forget who it was. Some I think it might have been a scientist. They were just really fascinated in dragons, and they thought to themselves, there's all these things that we take for granted about dragons. What if they made sense? What if there's a reason dragons were attracted to giant you know, stores of gold? What okay. if there was actually some sort of biological imperative to that? What if the reason they can breathe fire is explained biologically and has a real function? And <clears throat> somehow, they turned that into a movie from Rankin Bass, the guys that did The Hobbit and The Return of the King animated movie. Uh, that's pretty fucking good, actually. And it's about, like, a super nerd who gets pulled into a fantasy world, but he mm. gets pulled in in the body of a dragon. Okay. And he is fascinated by what he has become, and he's really interested in everything, and he just thinks everything is neat. And mm. it culminates with him, like, dueling a wizard... And the wizard's like, I will do all of these wizard things. And it's like, I will pick up the sun and I will use it to boil you. And he says, no, you can't do that because actually that's where the sun was three minutes ago. So he uses eight minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, he uses science to to undo all the magic, thus kind of ending that age, but also defeating the bad guy. Really neat movie, actually. But um, so my point is you can come up with solutions to these things that actually make sense. A lot of people just choose not to because who gives a shit? Yeah. And I, I, oh, I'm okay with that, but I will point it out because it's not, <laughs> it doesn't ve- matter. Veg- vegetarian does not have yeah. plant eating teeth. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I found it a little distracting, and I was like, huh. and so fine. And and, it, and it's like big glowy eyes, and it's kind of cutesy. Well, later um, on, it eats a hamburger, so it's probably mm. an omnivore, really. There you go. Yeah, it's omnivorous. Boom. 
prefers plants. The first thing it eats is like roses. It wake us wakes up in the lab and it it imprints like that, on yeah. like the the head of the lab. It, yeah, that's you know, that's its mom now. Has, has a has a mommy now, and yeah, yeah. she she like feeds it roses. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention, so when the guy uh, from G-Force steals this little, like, it's a plant sample from, like, the island. Mm. He's at, he's at the G-Force, like, mess hall, and he's sitting next to, is it Miki? Oh, Miki, yeah. Yeah, he's sitting the, next the to Miki, yeah. and she's like, oh, what you got there? It's like, oh, it's this ancient plant thing. I have to return it. I'm actually embarrassed that I accidentally took it. And she's like, wait a minute. And she holds the, her hand, hand over it. it. It's, it's like, like, it's singing. That there's psychicness coming off it's of this It's a psychic plant. Yeah. plant. So she's like, I have and, to uh, investigate this. I'm going to go to the ESP school. Yeah, and there's a bunch of psychic kids in this movie. They don't play a, a, as big a part as you might think No, in they, this film. They have a couple of major plot points. But yeah, but if, just, if there's a yeah. psychic character, yeah. it would stand to reason that there are other psychic characters in this universe. Yeah, and especially so considering that So it actually like, is a, kind of a logical outcropping sure. of the way these movies have been going. It doesn't... It's not bonkers. It doesn't yeah. come out of nowhere. Well, because she's not just, like, someone who claims she's psychic or, like, the only one in the world. The government, like, acknowledges this and has mm-hmm. used her. Like, there's a bit where she says, like, oh, it's a godzilla source, And someone says, how do you, like, how do you know? It's like, I went through fucking time. <laughs> I literally traveled back in time and saw Godzilla yeah. when it was a teenager, for fuck's sake. I, I know what these things are. I, I love that we have a regular character who's mm-hmm. not a protagonist. Yeah. Like, she's just the there. Line. Yeah, like... Yeah. She's the expert you call in in all these cases, mm-hmm. but she never leads the action. Yeah, she's like a lease in the Insidious movies until she became the lead, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, I like that. I like yeah. that about this that type of character. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, she takes the uh, plant to uh, this psych- place. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of psychic kids, and they're all sitting in a giant room, and some of them are sitting inside of weird pyramids because it was the early 90s, and that's just what New Age shit looked like back then. And the kids all, like, circle oh, around. That, the... that, that shit goes back to, like, the 60s. Oh, know? I know. But then the kids... Watch El Topo sometime. True. Uh, the kids all circle around the planet, stick their hands out over it, and then they translate that to, like, apparently someone plays the organs, because they played it on the pipe organ or something. Mm-hmm. And they record it, and I think that's what actually makes uh, the, the egg hatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... And actually, it attracts... Um, it attracts Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, this this little creature, uh, the baby Godzilla, it's the baby Godzilla, and they theorized that the reason why there was a Godzilla egg in with the Rodan egg is that it was like a parasite thing, well, like it, you, you, an animal sticks its own eggs in another yeah. animal. It eats the other animal's eggs, tricks the other animal into raising their kids. Mm. It's the deadbeat dad of the animal world, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> which is a real thing. There's there's it is a real a- thing, animals actually. that do that. Yeah, so that so a god so at some point one of the Godzilla sores snuck onto Rodan's island mm. and was an asshole. So now uh, this new and they just call it Baby Godzilla on this one. Uh, it's Rodan's half brother, which will be important later. And Godzilla is has come to Japan, and by the way, they're surprised. And I'm like, you had. All of those detection systems, like the, we saw, you had like seventeen levels of detection mm-hmm. for Godzilla, and he just shows up in a city, and you're like, "Oh my god, how did we miss that?" I'd love to see Godzilla like stomp into the middle of Kyoto, which is, this yeah. is where most of the action takes place is Kyoto, yeah. and like he, he reaches behind his back and throws like, like I'm finally back. How could we have missed it? And he pull, reaches behind his back and like throws security cam- broken security cameras <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Thought you could get me, fuckers. <laughs> Great, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so they figure out that like this thing God, is like yeah. called Godzilla, like sort of instinctively, and so and they're the... able to hide baby Godzilla, and <coughs> yeah. Godzilla gets so pissed off that he can't get to it that he just starts trashing things. Well, he's he's trashing things first, and then he's like making a beeline, and finally they realize, oh, it's coming for this thing. Mm. Oh, okay. We need to like hide this in like a lab somewhere that's like all like shut off, like hermetically sealed, so that whatever it's doing, if it's exceeding a pheromone or a noise or something, Godzilla can't get to it. So they run down and they hide it in the thing. And Godzilla, who was literally at the building they were in, mm. <clears throat> homing in on something, all of a sudden it's like the door shuts and Godzilla's like, huh? Oh. Where'd it go? Well, I guess nothing's in this building. Godzilla is bad at object permanence. Like just, Godzilla is an animal. I know, I know, but he's got a really big brain. Even if it's small for his size, in it's fact, huge. In fact, we learn not only does he have a big brain, he has, he has two brains. He has two brains. 
It's, it's explained in this because they were able to study baby yeah. Godzilla close up for the first time. Yeah. So it's like the first time they've been able to like touch and be kind of next to a Because it's quite tame. Yeah. And, it, and it loves that stock. And they so keep it in like it. a little pen and the second yeah. kids come visit it. Yeah. Uh, and they learn that there's a brain in its head, but uh, a secondary brain in its rump to yeah. control like the bottom half of its body. Yeah. Uh, which is, which of course, is based on stegosaurus. Uh, various dinosaurs. They were yeah. so large, they had multiple yeah. brains. Yeah, stegosaurs apparently had a brain in the front and a brain in the back. And I remember reading... <clears throat> when I was a kid, I had a uh, short story book, and all the short stories were about dinosaurs. And mm. now that my uh, partner like writes for books like that, and there's like a call, it's like, hey, I'm looking for books about the end of the world or whatever and I want a whole bunch of short stories about the end of the world and they put out a call for a bunch of writers it's probably what it was um, but there was one story I remember where that was about why stegosaurs had two brains okay. one one is to do all the normal stegosaurus stuff you know walking around eating plants and the one in the back is for stuff you don't need very often, like, you know, holiday recipes <laughs> relatives you don't call the, a lot you know, uh, like, so that's why it's there <laughs> Okay. So that's why Godzilla has a second brain. It's just for holiday recipes. And, and for dinosaurs it doesn't call for Phone numbers and shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I, I got hit in my second brain. I forgot to call Anguirus for a month. I was so embarrassed. Oh my god. And he's canonically my best friend too. Anguirus doesn't show up in the Heisei era, does he? I don't think so. No. Ang Anguirus is rather unfortunately one of the less popular monsters. He's canonically like, his best friend. Like, you'll you'll know because when they finally started bringing these monsters mm. into the American films, mm -hmm. who was it? It was King Ghidorah. It was Mothra. Yes. It was Rodan. That's all you well, get. Admittedly, that is the big three. I'm not going to pretend. Those, I'm not going to pretend Anguirus is the big three. It's like Anguirus is to the Godzilla universe what like. I don't know, Green Arrow is to the Justice League. Uh -huh. the, if you're doing a Justice League movie, you need Superman, you need Batman, you need Wonder Woman. Yeah. You don't really and need you can, you can... Martian Manhunter, you don't really need The Flash, you don't really need Cyborg, but they're like in that group. Yeah, I, I would say that next in line would be The Flash, but he's kind of like, mm -hmm. after you do Dracula, Frankenstein, and The Wolfman, who's the next in line? The Mummy. The Mummy is next in line. I think. Not The Bride? It's, kind of, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of a debate, isn't it? Well, because that's she's like the next the most important monster. Granted, but she's a, she's a double monster because you've already got a you already got um, a Frankenstein. Yeah. Whereas a mummy, which is also the Walking Dead, I will grant you this, but it is a different kind of Walking Dead. So I'd argue mummy should be next. All right. I, I, really, I guess I'm what I'm saying is Anguirus is Martian Manhunter. So, so you because Martian Manhunter is inherently linked to the Justice League, but he rarely gets his own solo series. All right. I'm glad we're having these really important conversations Look. in our 40s. <laughs> Look, this is what the industry became, and we yeah. had to roll with it. Yeah. Oh, Look, God. we're, we're going to come out on the other end of this at some point. Like Aquaman is Aquaman is out now. We're done. <laughs> we can move on no, that's, from that's, part of it. <laughs> there is at least one chapter that is closed. Un Undersea Kingdom is finally coming. <clears throat> hey, it's the Undersea Kingdom. I know it's called Lost Kingdom, but I, it's just call it the Undersea. Don't even call it Aquaman. Just call yeah. it the Undersea Kingdom. <laughs> That'd be fine. Um, I was really bummed that they when they did um, the third Blade movie. It's called Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity, yeah. And it was about Blade fighting Dracula. Mm -hmm. And like you called it Blade Trinity and not Blade, Blade versus, versus Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Or considering uh, uh, the comic book that Blade made his first appearance in. Night Blade. Well, no, before that. Blade in the Tomb of Dracula. Oh, there you go. He yeah. was, he's, I, think, I think his first appearance was in the Tomb of Dracula, which is an awesome title for a comic. Blade in the Tomb of Dracula. How, who doesn't want to see that? It sounds like an Indiana Jones horror movie now. I'm mm. totally in. So, anyway. Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla so, sadly does not fight Dracula. Yeah. If so, Dracula uh, bit Godzilla, we'd be fucked. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mecha Godzilla fights uh, Godzilla uh, mm -hmm. around this point, and it turns out that Mecha Godzilla has a lot of cool weapons. It has laser eyes, which in this fight scene hits Godzilla square in the nipples. Yeah, like, right in the chest. That's where like, I don't. You know, he doesn't My have one them, weakness. But he, yeah, <laughs> not the nips. Um, he has a belly button blaster. Which is cool. as powerful as uh, mm. the the uh, Godzilla's nuclear breath, mm -hmm. and that also hits Godzilla in the chest and knocks Godzilla over. Yeah, and then it has uh, like taser cables, like in which uh, I think, like in uh, uh, chopping mall. Which I think Mecha King Ghidorah had too, right? Didn't he yeah, have like taser yeah. cables? So that's actually like reverse engineered. 
from Mecha uh, King Ghidorah. And yeah, Godzilla is he's he's well. What happens is is, uh, uh, Mecha Godzilla shoots those cables into Godzilla and starts electrocuting him. Yeah, and then Godzilla from just the power of determination <laughs> reverses, somehow, the, polarity. Yeah, reverses the, the electricity and fires it back up the cables into Mechagodzilla. I don't know. If just because he has super nipples. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what's going on. I don't know if Godzilla knows he's doing this stuff, but it's uh, clearly because Godzilla is a power generator. Yeah. That's what he is. So he does have energy-based powers. We've seen as the like, atomic breath. Uh, we've seen him be able to create kind of like weird like explosions just out of his body, just like a radial attack, mm-hmm. like in a fighting game. Um, and yeah, it turns out he can reverse the polarity on electricity whips, like you do. So <clears throat> he ends up and it, tur- up and it turns red when it does. <clears throat> yeah. Godzilla's eyes turn red occasionally in this movie. Yeah, and so does uh, Baby Godzilla as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's how you know they're pissed. Um, so Godzilla gets up and charges Mecha Godzilla and basically fucks it up. Like mm. he's he's about to destroy the damn thing, and he, he starts walking off. And that's when the humans send a bunch of dinky fighter jets. Because if Mecha Godzilla couldn't get the job done, a bunch of dinky fighter yeah, jets that never work surely will. <laughs> And it's it's clearly and they're shooting those scenes like we're desperate here. Yeah, like we were we we, we did our biggest one. We got nothing else. What else? Are, I don't know, yeah. some our... Jets or something. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> um, let's see. So we have Godzilla's have two brains. Oh, um, so while uh, baby Godzilla after that whole fight, uh, when baby Godzilla uh, is in like a, an enclosure and it's like in a terrarium, mm-hmm. you know, like a big greenhouse or something. Um, the guy who like created uh, Garuda uh, shows up to hang out with a scientist because they've kind of a subtle romance vibe. They don't really go hard on it, but like no, it feels it, like they're it getting ish. closer. It feels like they're getting closer than just friends. And uh, he has brought with him a flying Pteranodon motorcycle. <laughs> and you jump on it. It's got Pteranodon wings, and they fly around the terrarium, and they like fly over Baby Godzilla. Baby Godzilla was like, "Ooh!" And you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, surely this will be important later." Never comes up again. <laughs> Not once. You think they would use this thing to rescue someone mm. at the last minute or distract Godzilla? Nope. Never comes up again. <laughs> they built this whole fucking thing for one scene that isn't important. It's it's like. It's like if in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where there was the bicycle scene with raindrops keep falling on my head, but the bicycle scene was a flying pteranodon robot, and then Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid never mentioned it again. It'd be weird, right? It'd be a little weird. Can we agree that that would be a little distracting? More so than that scene already is in that movie? <laughs> because the whole Burt Bacharach thing is just like so anachronistic in tone that it mm. really it just lands even if you like that movie that seems odd right the scene's odd and it's one of the worst songs ever written <laughs> i don't mind like, it in a vacuum it's weird in that fucking movie i, I mind it in a vacuum okay. i mind it outside of a vacuum i right. I, I admire it I, I abhor the song i think it's uh okay shouldn't be belong shouldn't be next to any household appliances okay well, I I Bird feel, backpack I, is my arch enemy. I'd be I'm upset saying. about that, but crying's not for me. So, uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bird backpack. All right. Anyway, uh, so uh, those little psychic kids come to visit Baby Godzilla, mm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, Baby Godzilla. Yeah, he's tame. You know, we'll keep him behind a pen, but they can visit. Huh. Why are his eyes glowing? <laughs> yeah. Well, what happens is they say like, "Oh yeah, so uh, uh, the kids uh, wanted to see Baby Godzilla, and also uh, they they have a little song they want to perform for him, and they're like, oh." That's nice. Let's listen. And it's the song from the plant thing, and it summons Godzilla again. And you're like, oh, fuck. Why did we do that? Why did no one think of that? Why did we only know so many things about this guy? One is that music makes him call monsters. Stop doing that. Um, now, everything we're describing up to this point, I think this yeah. is a testament to the way this film was made. Yeah. Because we're in super wild territory yeah. with. Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla too, because we have two gigantic mm. killer machine weapons. Yeah, we have uh, two gigantic organic monsters. We have a baby Godzilla and we have psychics, and we have the. Uh, there's even probably a, more. There, there's even a pair of twins at one point, and I thought that might have been a reference to Mothra, but yeah, it's not. It's just. Uh, it's just they're just there. Yeah, they're, they're just, just two psychic twins. Mm. Done. 
I thought they were going to sing the Mothra song or yeah. like a different kind of song. Yeah. It's it's uh, like in, but it's all, like in Godzilla of this... King of the Monsters when Zhang Ziyi plays two characters, but they never like showed them on screen at the same time. So I thought it was just bad, like continuity. <laughs> they had, like wearing different things. Cause it's never clear. I found that out after the fact, like she, she was yeah, two different characters. Holy shit. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, but all of this is introduced like very well. It's all very organic to the way this universe operates. Yeah. It doesn't feel as wild as some of the previous Godzilla movies where they introduce no. like, like time oh, and, travel and by, robots yeah, and, and by the way, there's time traveler, by the way, there's aliens or by the way, there's a diamond heist. Like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like they're, they sprung something on Well, us. I think a part of that is because there are certain things that we take for granted. And, we, and we've already introduced psychics, so we don't really need to explain that one. Mm. But every time this movie introduces something new, even if it's a character we've seen before, like Rodan. And like it's, we haven't seen it in the Heisei era, but we're familiar with the, with the monster. There are people who are interested that in the, the revelation of its existence. And they want to explain it. And that really helps these things not feel random. Because mm-hmm. if you just put in time travel and Terminators and Godzilla fighting in World War II and you don't comment on it and you don't at least admit, well, that's new. Mm. It feels like the world is just completely random all the time. And that's fun. But it's a different vibe. Yeah. And yeah. this movie has a much more... How wondrous that this universe has all these things in it. Some mm. of them are dangerous. They're all well, quite beautiful. Here's what I appreciate about these Godzilla movies. Something extraordinary happens. People take a step back and say, that's extraordinary. Yeah. And then their next response is, let's study it a little bit. Let's yeah. figure out how this works because I'm really interested in that thing. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like in a lot of modern American blockbusters, mm-hmm. like fantasy films where like really yeah. strange things happen. People just move on. They, they Well, they move on or they kind of like make some sort of joke about how extraordinary it mm-hmm. is. And then they just, just sort of roll with it. Yeah. The, 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 well, that just happened kind of I feel like approach the, to I feel screenwriting. Like the, 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 the joke that set the template for that. And I feel like it's mis. I feel like a lot of things that became like tropes, they didn't really capture the original thing that made it work it was at the end of Ghostbusters. Mm. where, uh, you know, Gozer says, choose your destroyer. Mm. And they're like, don't think of anything. And then Ray, of course, thinks of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Because he's trying to think of something harmless. And yeah. He just and doesn't it, realize it's going to be a giant monster. You can't think of nothing forever. Someone was going to break sooner or later, and they, just Ray well, was and, the one. You and, can't uh, really blame Ray. <laughs> well, the problem is, in that scene, uh, uh, Peter Venkman says, yeah. you know, oh, I get it. If we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover is going to appear and destroy us. You just thought of J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover should have appeared right there. Right like. there. It would have been great. But anyway, the, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, thank you for thinking that. I thought it was the only one that that bothered. Uh, right. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and it's gigantic, and it's like... Stomping it's, on New York. And it's a kaiju. Yeah. It's, coming, it's stomping through the city, and it's kind of fucking awesome, actually. Uh, and... Oh, I, I learned this recently. The guy in the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man suit uh-huh. was also the monster in the pit with Ash in Army of Darkness. That's awesome. I did yeah. not know that. So we get these reaction shots from the Ghostbusters, and Egon's like, I'm paralyzed beyond the capacity for rational thought. <laughs> yeah. And Venkman, after like everyone is like completely, you know, struck with awe and terror, Venkman says, Well, there's something you don't see every day. Yeah. <laughs> because that's his like defense mechanism mm. against terror. That makes sense for him. It's not also, him actually are... being flip, it's him processing what's mm. going on. Also, these are like flippant funny guys, and yeah, yeah they They've well, they're funny through, in different they, ways. They're not yeah. all Venkman. Right. That's the thing. You can't all be Venkman. I mm-hmm. feel like that's what happened in like, the MCU. Everyone's Venkman. Every single character, yes. You, you can't do that. You, you need a Ray. Mm-hmm. You need an Egon. You need a Winston. You need a Janine, for Christ's sake. Yeah, so, yeah, like, th- those Marvel movies are a perfect example of this. It's yeah. like, oh, these this is this, all these weird, bizarre aliens are showing up all the time. And they just say, oh, I, well, I had lunch with a raccoon this morning. Yeah. Are, are you going to be astonished by any of this. Yeah. Are you, does, are you just so unflappable that we just sort of roll with everything now and nothing, yeah. nothing's exciting anymore? Like a lot of the early, why, Mar- why, why, why should I get excited now? Like a lot of the early Marvel movies like struggled with being like kind of formulaic even for superhero movies, mm-hmm. but they had some sense of wonder. Yeah. You could tell that when Kenneth Branagh wanted to like film Asgard or all these frost giants, he mm-hmm. was like, let's make it neat. Like let's, let's look or, at the world. Like, let's isn't try. That, isn't that pretty? <laughs> like yeah. let's look at this for a minute. Let's enjoy. And then we kind of, took it for granted and nothing looks cool anymore. But anyway, um, 
So, uh, po- point being, this this film mm-hmm. doesn't do that. No, uh, this film takes everything in stride, but mm-hmm. the characters are always careful to stop and look, and that's their. Yeah. I think that it helps that most of the main characters are scientists mm-hmm. or engineers or soldiers, yeah, who are working on a similar project. Yeah, so we do have a kind of notion that there's a baseline to come back to. Yeah. Uh, so at some point the government realizes that not only do we have a baby Godzilla and that's useful for research, but the baby Godzilla can like attract Godzilla. Godzilla will home in on it. Yeah. And they can use that. So their plan is to take baby Godzilla, put it in like a cargo crate and fly it out to an island somewhere. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to be like start monster Island. They're just going to keep Godzilla there, which Mm. would be perfectly fine. fine. That's fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, that's we don't get to that. Uh, whatever that plan was doesn't really come to fruition uh, because Baby Godzilla is a little freaked out and it ends up summoning Rodan, who is not dead. <laughs> you thought Rodan was dead. Rodan is not dead. In fact, Rodan, Rodan is back mu- to life. Rodan is mutated now. Yeah, Rodan is like bigger and badassier. Yeah, and I like how they explain it. Where it's just like, yeah, they're not the same species, but they were like eggs together for God knows how mm. long. That's his brother. Yeah. That's... Rodan is coming to save his brother. Rodan's actually trying to be kind of heroic. That was the thing about Rodan. I actually really liked the original Rodan, and part mm. of it was because towards the end of the movie, it turned out there were two of them. Yeah. And they yeah. had each other's backs. Mm. <laughs> and when one of them ends up getting killed by a volcano at the end, the other one gets so depressed it just goes in after it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really sad. It still bums me out. I like Rodan. <laughs> Rodan's a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah but I just as also as a monster, I just like Rodan. Oh, Every right. time Rodan shows up, I like Rodan. Um, oh, and um, I'm, did you watch Japanese version or English language Japanese. version? Okay, I watched the English dub. The uh, last time I saw this, I saw it with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I could find this time around was the English dub, mm-hmm. so the, I kind of uh, had to go go with what I got. Uh, the uh, uh, the the Japanese uh, subtitled version is actually on Pluto right now, and it's free. Oh, nice. So okay. if you're looking for this uh, movie, you can find it there. Uh, in the English language dub, they go back to Rodan's <coughs> original name. Oh yeah, they Which call it Radon. Radon, because it's a Tyrannodon. Tyrannodon, yeah, Tyrann Radon. Yeah. Like it's, it's supposed to be an extrapolation of Tyrannodon. Yeah, and that's the only and like Ra- English language version that does that. But in the, it's like going from Gojira to Godzilla. They mm-hmm. thought that Radon, and in in Japanese language they call it dra- la- Radon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Uh, the uh, producers of the English language version thought that radon would be too confusing because that's the name of an element. Which I kind of see. And, and it sounds radioactive and that's not radon, R- Rodan's shtick. So I, I do kind of see where they, they were They transpose the vowels yeah. and called it Rodan rather than yeah. radon. And uh, I like Rodan better. I, I Rodan's a cool... Listen, they're both fine. If, if I'd never heard I, Rodan, I, I would raised, be fine with radon. I think as I was just raised with Rodan, yeah. I think as I was raised with radon, I'd feel differently. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you on that. And it's a sort of thing where it's like, you know, I, I don't want to like... It's a tricky thing, though, because like if you... If the version you grew up with or are familiar with is different from the original intended version, it always feels a little... I don't know. Feels a little gauche to me to say I prefer that version. Yeah. Because that's uh, not knowing yeah. what they originally intended. On the other hand, at this point, it's kind of grandfathered in and they've mm. kind of embraced it. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like, it's not great, but what are you going to do? You I know? mean, to this day, we're calling it Godzilla instead mm. of Gojira. Like, we yeah. never went back to calling it Gojira. And, and even even in Japan, it was Shin Godzilla, very mm. specifically. You know? Yeah, so know. like they're 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 dealing with it as well, and and I think in the new film uh, Godzilla minus one, mm. I think that too in Japan was released as Godzilla minus one, even though in dialogue they refer to it as Gojira. Interesting. I actually didn't know that, but maybe it's true. Um, but uh, yeah. well, and they're re-releasing it Godzilla minus one minus color. They're, really? Yeah, they're going to do a monochrome version. Oh, they're, re- actually, they're re-releasing it next I, month. I actually kind of want to see that. <laughs> that looks cool. I, I could see it on the big screen finally. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, so anyway, so uh, Rodan starts showing up and starts fucking up some shit, and it attacks the helicopter that's mm-hmm. got Baby Godzilla and the lady who adopted Baby Godzilla in it, mm-hmm. and that crate like falls, and Rodan catches it, and she should be dead, by the way. Just being knocked around a metal crate... At like that length, and then just all of a sudden stopping her, she just snapped her neck on a wall. <laughs> that's that's done now. She has a very very strong neck muscles. She does. Uh, but uh, yeah, so 
Rodan has shown up. Mecha Godzilla is going to come back into action. They fixed it up, but they have also because and this is a weird roundabout thing. The guy who was responsible for Garuda, uh, kind of fucked up and like had to be replaced at the last minute for the last Mecha Godzilla fight. So he was demoted to parking lot attendant at G Force. <laughs> However, when a bunch of scientists were trying to fix up Mecha Godzilla, he in the parking garage like got the main scientist's like car stuck on something and it says i won't let you go unless unless you let me tell you about my plans for garuda and the guy's like what and he's like well we the plan has changed now and we need actually something really fast and maneuverable in order to hit that second brain mm-hmm. so we need to use garuda and mechagodzilla together yeah and they it's actually a good idea. They make a thing so that Garuda can like fit on Mechagodzilla like a cool backpack with cannons because that'll sell more toys. And I mean, if I was a kid, I'd want a toy like that. I I'll absolutely that. would. Uh, so we got Godzilla, Mechagodzilla fighting Rodan. Every, everyone's just fucking fighting now. And we finally get, I, I don't think we've done this before, a scene where two giant monsters shoot energy beams at each other and the energy beams oh, meet, in the, meet in the middle. Yeah. Which is such a corny cliche, and I don't, it never makes any sense. The only there's only I, I don't like I don't even like it here. I, I, yeah. I don't like that in the best of circumstances. The only time I've ever seen that look cool, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, is Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Because in Big Trouble in Little China, you got um, um, I forget I forget it's James Hong and the other guy. I forget the other name. Um, mm. But uh, they they shoot their energy beams at each other, and they meet in the middle. And rather than just them going, ah, which they do, mm. in the middle, the energy beams form, like, new, like, oh, there's like miniature armor fighters. Fi- miniature fighters appear in the energy beam. And yeah, that, so and the energy so beam is like, like two guys fighting It's envisioned fighting as, like, an actual additional martial arts it's fight. It's so much cooler. <laughs> like, it's really mm. neat. It's just, oh, ma- magic is fun in that movie. Well, and, and I don't have the experience. Maybe you do. Maybe some mm. of our listeners do. Of firing blasts out of my hands. Mm-hmm against a foe and having like the energy meet in the middle i don't know how that's supposed to work mm-hmm. i don't know how it's supposed to feel i don't see mm-hmm. how that's a struggle for either of them mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do shoot harder yeah like is that a strain you for push, them you push harder go, yeah, you, got, yeah. like, you make a face like in yeah. what way is that a strain to them is it hurting their brain what part it's, of their body it's, is it's the sphincter aching they're, at they're, that they're, point? It's, that's why they look constipated uh it was it's, 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 it was james hong and victor wong by victor the way, wong okay. playing david lopan and egg shen the big fight in that movie. That movie kicks ass. Um, it's very odd. It's so great, though. Amazing visual effects, too. Like, they oh, hold yeah. up really good. Uh, um, Screaming Mad George worked on that movie. Of course he did. <laughs> that's, that's I, th- I think he good. designed that weird beholder Be monster with the I, eyeballs. Sure he did. That, that, lo- looks, that cool. looks like a Screaming Mad George It looks creation. really cool. The monster that uh, Lopan turns into, like the big giant jaw and everything like that. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah. in the movie much, but that's probably screaming mad george and he probably did that bit where one of the storms like inflates and explodes yes <laughs> that's very screaming mad george god if you don't know who we're talking about we talked about him on another podcast screaming mad george is possibly what? the greatest makeup effects artists in history like, and i don't no, say that no, lightly. no no exaggeration <clears throat> i know rick baker exists <laughs> i know greg nicotero exists i know tom savini exists i know all of the classics <clears throat> from my money screaming mad george is the greatest who ever lived um so, yeah. And didn't work enough. No, no, And, and no. he's still around, but yeah. just, just doesn't do movies as much anymore. I don't know. Um, anyway, so... Uh, oh, and when uh, uh, Garuda and uh, Mechagodzilla combine, they form Super Mechagodzilla, which, mm. you know, makes it fun. Uh, so, yeah, so Godzilla's fighting, Rudan's fighting, Mechagodzilla's fighting. It's a whole bunch of fighting. A lot of fighting in the movie. Yeah. Um, they end up killing Godzilla. They, get, they destroy its brain. Uh, but while they're in the middle of just... And they're just pummeling Godzilla while he's down. And I know this version of Godzilla isn't really the anti-hero slash hero he was in the Showa era, but he always has my pity. Because he's, <laughs> he's just an animal. Like, hmm. where it just feels like we're, we're just... We, we're, we're ascribing so much animosity to him, and he's just an animal that you're beating while it's down at this point. And while they're doing that, Rodan comes back to life. And it flies over to Godzilla, and they, like, shoot Rodan... And Rodan lands on Godzilla, and as Rodan dies, he releases his, like, glitter energy. Mm-hmm. And the glitter energy causes Godzilla's brain to fix itself. And then Godzilla gets up and is like, 
You're right. fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> cracks his knuckles. I, I, I do love the design. They've been sticking with the same design throughout yeah. the Heisei era. It's been kind of the same Godzilla. You mm-hmm. go back to the Showa films, and they kind of redesign it a little bit from film to film, because they have to build a new suit each time. Yeah. Uh, this time, it, it feels like the same Godzilla. Yeah. It's like, in, he gets knocked down, yeah, he's going to get up, and he's going to fuck you up. Yeah. And I like the way they designed the suit. Um, it fits more organically on the actor's body, so mm. that Godzilla's head and shoulders are like in better relation to one another, just yeah. sort of biologically. So yeah, when when Godzilla puts up his dukes, it looks like Godzilla's actually putting up his dukes. Oh, and we need to uh, take a moment to mention actually because we oh because the actor died. Yeah, uh, Ken Pachiro Satsuma, who was the actor in the Godzilla suit for I, I think the entire Heisei era, but at least most of it. Yeah, he died just this week. Just recently, he was mm. the age of seventy six. Um, he was he was he was a fucking great Godzilla man. Yeah. Like it's it's really easy to and like that, sort of write he, that off as like uh, just kind of like a technical thing. Oh, but the no, more no, that, you that watch them, a lot of talent, and uh, it's it's hard work, and you'd want to try to get a personality of it. And this feels like a distinct Godzilla, especially as time went on mm-hmm. from the original, and it has its own personality, and it works. And yeah, it's a, yeah, it's and, a and uh, he actually has been with the Godzilla series going way back because yeah. he was Hydra in yeah. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yeah. Um, and uh, played Gigan in at least oh, yeah. two or three movies. And I've said it before, um, Gigan is my favorite of the original Showa like, villains because he had so much personality. He was a dick. Like, <laughs> Gigan was a dick. Gigan was the first like kaiju to ever take a hostage. It's, like, grab a guy. It's like, oh, cut him, man. <laughs> like, Jesus, Gigan. Take a step back, dude. And uh, Chill. Th- this is not a film we're going to be talking about, but he played yeah. Gigan. He played yeah. he was, uh, played Godzilla in numerous films, uh-huh. uh, and he also played a monster called Pulgasari, which was a <gasps> he, was Pulgasari? he was Pulgasari, which is a Korean kaiju film. Yeah, uh, it, so it has no connection to Godzilla or, or Toho. Yeah, but uh, it, it was a kaiju film made in North Korea in eighty-five. Uh-huh. And, and the and story played, behind that, and movie. he played Pulgasari, and um, it was. <laughs> It was produced by Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. This is true. Kim Jong-il kidnapped a director mm-hmm. and forced him to make a kaiju movie to Kim Jong-il's specifications. And that was Polgasari. Yep. Uh, he managed to escape while doing like promotion at a film festival. That's right. How has this not been a film? How is this? This this is like the Argo of kaiju movies. Mm. Like I this this is a, it's such a weird fucking story. Oh what what did, um the director is named uh Shing Sung Ok and mm-hmm. I I did like a paper on him recently. Oh yeah, and I forgot. Why? <laughs> it wasn't because of Polgasari? And, and, and it wasn't because of Polgasari. It was, it was because of something else entirely. I mean, he directed like 70 oh, it's, movies. It's because I was writing about the, the Three Ninjas movies. Because he escaped, he came to the United States, and he directed the Three Ninjas films. All of them? Those really corny ones. Well, they're, yes, they're, the, all, yeah. they're all fucking corny, Wendy. Um, that doesn't narrow it down. Like it, under he, was, he operated under the, uh, the pseudonym of Simon Sheen. Wow. I and did not di- know and this. And he directed uh, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Okay, so the second one. And was uh, a, a producer on two of the other ones. Yeah, he was producer on Three Ninjas Kickback and Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, where, where's this guy's biopic? <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. Yeah, at the time be. of his death, he's sadly no longer with us, he was yeah. planning a musical about Genghis Khan. <laughs> wow. Nothing if not ambitious. Yeah, and it was Jesus. kidnapped by King, Kim Jong-il there was apparently, and forced to make movies. I actually didn't know about this. There is a documentary about the Polgasari incident called The Lovers and the Despot mm. uh, that came out in 2016. Because his wife was also kidnapped. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, which is just fucking awful. And uh, Oh, and uh, there was a BBC radio drama about it. Oh no, kidding! Okay, I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to look that one. But up to then. the best of my knowledge, there's never been like a narrative, uh, a narrative fiction drama film. Mm. Someone get on that. <laughs> that's an that's an incredible true story. That's like one of those true stories where it's like, no, that couldn't possibly be real. It is. It's so fucking strange. Anyway, um, Godzilla beats the shit out of Mechagodzilla, and it's it's fine. Uh, and actually. This is one of the few like films where Godzilla is the villain and Godzilla wins because mm-hmm. he beats the shit out of Mechagodzilla. He gets you know he gets to you know win, and at the end the psychic is trying to connect with Godzilla, saying, "Hey Godzilla, 
we have this other Godzilla and it doesn't have a place in our world. Will you adopt this child? And Godzilla like thinks it over for a minute. And he's like, Come on, fuck it. All right, yeah, let's do it. But he's it's, it's a little bit grudging. He like walks off and he doesn't even like look back over his shoulder like, come on. Mm-hmm. The kid's just like, oh, okay. And he kind of like walks off. And there's this moment where like the the human mother from the for baby Godzilla is like saying goodbye. And it's like Godzilla E.T. It's really kind of shameless. I didn't cry, but I, I did feel something. A little wistful. It's a little um, sad. And that baby Godzilla is going to come back in... And there's only two more films left in the Heisei era. That's wild We just me. steamed right through this. Yeah. Um, Although we will be doing, before uh, before and uh, and after we get to the Roland Emmerich film, we will be doing the Mothra movies, which are That's right. Part Re- of this. The yeah. Rebirth of Mothra trilogy came out <clears throat> yeah. in the 90s before the Roland Emmerich film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, those are like adjuncts to the Heisei era. Yeah, but, but the official uh, in, Heisei in, era in the next In the next yeah. film, you're going to hate it. Oh, no. Because they redesigned Baby Godzilla and it looks like a My Little Pony character. Like it's got <laughs> it's got like gigantic cartoony eyes and like it's really kind of chibi cutesy and little round uh, kind of cherubim looking cheeks. It's just uh, I can't wait. It, it looks really terrible this and is then be and then grows up in the film thereafter into uh, something that looks a lot more like Godzilla. Okay. So cool. it's, it starts out looking kind of cool, yeah. turns into a cartoon, and then turns into Godzilla. Yeah. Sort of uh, like the Tremors. It just has weird life yeah. cycles. So that will be uh, in Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. That's next week, yeah. Which is not the same as Mecha Godzilla. Different so, God- Godzilla. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. There's space aliens in this one. In okay. fact, it's the Mysterians. Actually, the Mysterians. It's the Mysterians are back. As, hey! And uh, the remnants of Mecha Godzilla are going to be rebuilt into Mogera. Which was the big mole robot from the Mysterians. You're right. Yeah. I, forgot, I, I this, forgot his this name was, for a this second. This was yeah. the connection. That's so why we reviewed the Mysterians. is Space Godzilla? Ma- no. Space Different. Go- Different Space thing. Godzilla is Godzilla sp- cells mixed with a living space crystal of some kind. Okay. That lands on Earth and grows into a half Godzilla, half crystal monster. Did it get there from like... Biolante or something? And when they like Biolante get like thrown into space or something? I, I don't like, recall how the Godzilla okay. cells and the crystal monster mixed, but I, okay. I seem to recall that the Mysterians had something to do with bringing Godzilla cells into space right. and mixed with like this crystal monster and turned into space Godzilla. Very strange. Yeah, look up a picture of space Godzilla. It's got like big crystals growing out of his back. Have you noticed? Mm. And, 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 and anyone at home, like, let us know. You can email us. Our email address is lightersofcriticallyacclaimed.net. Our uh, P.O. Box is... Uh, critically Acclaimed Network, P.O. Box 641565, mm. Los Angeles, California, 90064. And I'm curious if you or anyone mm. at home has noticed this. If you notice these movies are a little weird. A little odd. Or just occasionally just things pop up and you're like, hey, wait a minute. That's somewhat strange. Here, here's, here's something I miss. Mm. Making it up as you go along. Mm. I feel like in 2001 we we were uh, we entered this era with like a whole arc of Harry Potter movies and a whole arc yeah. of more. Well, the I mean, those are those are and... based on books. Yeah. Like when they're based on a pre-existing story, mm. the story is. Although actually, in Harry Potter's case, it wasn't done, but it was I guess plotted out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas Game of Thrones, <laughs> they they foolishly thought the books would be done before the movies uh, before the TV series mm. got there. Only never not... wrote the books. No, yeah. there's still two left. <laughs> It's still like the last like three four seasons of that show never actually had a book. <laughs> I, I don't think we'll ever see those books. I but, would be uh, very surprised if we do. That's going to be something where like it, someday, like... like hopefully in a long time, George R. R. Martin's going to leave leave this and like mm. they're going to find like his outlines and shit, and someone's going to have to finish them. Like yeah, I think I mean, they did with the Wheel of Time as mm. well, you know. But uh, not, not <coughs> Kevin Eastman. What's his name? Yeah, from, uh, from Teenage Ninja Turtles. Not Ninja Turtles. No, there's. Uh, Talking about the there, Wheel of there, Time guy? The, not the Wheel of Time guy. There's a, a famous uh, science fiction author who tends to do that. Like he did oh, yeah. the Dune books. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just kept them going. Of, uh, who yeah. wrote them with Brian Her- Like Brian Herbert is yeah, was... co-author. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, why am you I drawing a blank on his name? You look that Kevin up. Kevin J. Anderson. Kevin J. Anderson. I have Kev- seen that name Kevin J. Yeah. Anderson is was... a very prolific genre <laughs> author. When I was working at a bookstore... Um, uh, Back when we had one, my mm. side of town, uh, uh, you you know you put books back in every section, and like you go to like sort of the sci-fi section, and it's like Kevin J. Anderson, Kevin mm. J. Anderson, Kevin yeah. J. Anderson, Kevin, just one of those. Um, 
Anyway, that is it for Thank Godzilla. It's Friday this week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for joining us. We already told you our email stuff. You can always email us. We'd like to uh, hear from you, and we might read your email upcoming. We've got mail. Uh, also, if you like the show uh, and you want to get a jump on the next episode, if you're listening to this episode on the main podcast feed, the free podcast feed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, uh, if you join our Patreon, you get all the new episodes of Thank Godzilla It's Friday one week early, and you get all of our new podcasts ad-free. And depending on what tier you join, there's a lot of other cool shows for you to listen to. There's our Star Trek show. We've been reviewing every Star Trek ever, and uh, we've got a huge backlog of that just waiting for you to dive in. Uh, we've got uh, Holy Batman. We reviewed every single Adam West Batman. Uh, we've got uh, Only the Best, and we just... We've already recorded it. I don't know if it's going to be out by the time this episode is out on the Patreon, but it will be out very, very soon. Uh, the new episode of Only the Best International, where we are attempting to review every single film ever nominated for Best International Feature at the Academy Awards. We just have a, we have a new episode out about the first film in the Samurai Trilogy, Musashi Miyamoto, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fucking it, awesome really, movie. We, we talk a lot about um, yeah. the hero's journey and sort yeah. of e- epic heroes as they tend to be depicted in films. So we go off on a lot, of, the eras as well, a lot yeah. of tangents about like sort of yeah. modern day genre pictures. So yeah. And how they compare uh, often unfavorably yeah, <laughs> to that yeah, film. So, we, we, so yeah. we, we do talk a lot about like Star Wars and superheroes because that's, that's where those kinds of stories tend to turn up. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really, really fun episode. Uh, that'll be out soon if it's not out already. Uh, and uh, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Without you, we can't do this. This means the world to us, and it just your support keeps us going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you. My landlord thanks you. Thank you very much. Um, and um, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening once again. And um, we will we will continue. We will not be taking a break for the holiday weekend because we're those guys. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, see you next week. Never forget. Rar. <laughs> <laughs>